0: Thriving in divorce and beyond means not having to worry about the safety of your children when it comes to co-parenting. With alcohol abuse on the rise, many co-parents are turning to the system committed to providing proof, protection, and peace of mind. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. Soberlink's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. Pull back the curtain on the mysteries of parenting time and trust the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology to keep you informed and your kids safe and secure. Get an exclusive $50 off your device by emailing info at soberlink.com and mentioning Divorce and Beyond. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast.
1: I wrote this book because I felt so broken when I was facing a divorce and I opened my laptop and Googled, you know, divorce recovery. This was 10 years ago and there was nothing. And it sent me the message basically, if there's no book like my book, then I must not be able to heal. Otherwise, someone would have written a book.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today is a big day. I'm so excited. You can see, for those of you who are watching the the video version, you can see the book here on my um, virtual background. Today is the day before the launch of Dr. Elizabeth Cohen's first book. Yay, Dr. Elizabeth!
1: <laughs> Thank you. Oh, so uh, we for are the support, Susan.
0: We are so excited for you.
1: It's like Yeah, I, I'm really excited. And I I couldn't do this. I really couldn't do all of this without all of the support from the community, you know, that we have of people who believe in divorcing in this positive way. And I couldn't have actually written this without going through my own experience and my own pain. So it's a very, it's a very tender moment for me, this book coming out.
0: Well, and you know, coming out after having gone through a year plus of covid mm-hmm. and all the emotional trauma and drama of the time we've gone through, you and I have done several episodes on the psychological impact in our most recent episode, which. You know, is still going crazy on the downloads was the one that came out right at the anniversary of COVID and uh, the year of, of trauma that we've all gone through. And this is such a wonderful, happy, exciting moment. It's been in the offing. I've known you had your book coming for months now, but here it is. So everyone today, this, this episode is airing on April 19th. April 20th is the day the book comes out. You'll be able to get it in your hot little hands on the 20th, uh, but you still have time to go pre-order it. For those of you who are listening on the 19th, go to Dr. Elizabeth's website and you can pre-order and you want to do that because there's a special three, it's three separate programs, isn't it? Yeah. Three separate programs that she's doing just for people that pre-order the book. It's three free programs. So hurry up and go over and pre-order it. (laughs) Well, you have 24 hours to do it, everyone. (laughs) It's so exciting. Um, I feel like if I could have some fireworks or something, I would do that. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, we need that confetti bomb or the the confetti gun that goes off because yeah. this is truly. I mean, this is a big moment, and it's your first book. I am. I I suspect not your last book, right. but you know, there's something every author that I've ever spoken to, and I'm not. An, I, I've been an author of chapters in books, but I haven't written an entire book. Everyone that I talk to who has written a book says it's akin to, you know, having a baby. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time and it's a lot of um, effort and then a joyful, you know, happening, but not without effort. So I you should be very proud yeah. and excited. We are, I am so happy and excited for you. And I know the book... Yeah, I'm excited for everyone who's listening and for everyone who's going to read the book as well. Because one thing I want everyone to know is I have read the book. Um I was one of the lucky people who got to preview the book. I just was looking at the website and I saw myself there. I have my little <laughs> quote, um, which is an honor. It's an honor to be able to mm-hmm. tell people about your book because... You know, as a divorce attorney, I have always recommended reading to my clients. I've always recommended books. Um, our friend Ben Heldfond and Nikki Bartolo's book is one of my favorites. Our other friend, Gabrielle Hartley, Gabrielle. Um, you know, Better Apart is always at the top of my list. Uh, Jill's book, Jill Sharer murrays book, uh, Big Wild Love. I mean, I I love the books that help people. And I'm going to tell you right now, Light on the Other Side of Divorce, Divorced, discovering the new you is right there on the top of my list. It's going on the website. It's going <laughs> on my reading list. It's it's going to be required reading for my clients, and that's because everything about it is what I want people to know about the divorce process. In fact, mm-hmm. you you have a quote on there about you're talking about the phrase a marriage is broken or a family, it's a broken family. And you say, rather than making you broken, divorce can make you whole again. And that's what this book is about. I read that and and my, my heart came back together, right? You know, you see your, I I always makes me so sad when I read broken family and just that phrase. So is that, is that
1: why you wrote it? Oh, yeah. Well, Susan, thank you so much for reading that. I have chills every time I read that, that divorce can make you whole. Um, because I wrote this book because I felt so broken when I was facing a divorce and I opened my laptop and Googled, you know, divorce recovery. This was 10 years ago and there was nothing. And it sent me the message, basically, if there's no book like my book, then I must not be able to heal. Otherwise, someone would have written a book. And so I want people to know that not only can you heal, but you can go past just the wound, you know, covering the wound with a bandaid. You can thrive. You can see divorce as an opportunity to grow and really be in some ways grateful that it happened. We've talked about this. We talked about this on my podcast. You know, all the people I've interviewed who've gone through a divorce say, I wouldn't be where I am now unless I had gone through it. And of course, you don't see that while you're going through it, which is why you need the coaching and the guidance of my book. But you can get to that point. But we both know you can also get into such a stuck point where you think your life is over because of the divorce.
0: And you've done everything you can not to get the divorce and not yeah. go down that road. We we spend so much time dreading the process and and it I, nothing that we're going to say is going to say that it's not a difficult process exactly. but knowing that the book the title is so perfect because there is a light on the other side of divorce it may only start to peek out during the process mm-hmm. but it it's there when you're done we we know it we are people who've been through it and who have been through it with hundreds of other people, if not thousands, I hate to say by now. You know,
1: I know, I think that's true. Thousands, probably. I, I think about, you know, this book being on a shelf in the library, um, for the parent who is like, I was, you know, schlepping my kids to the free, you know, library hour with, you know, story hour covered in, you know, food soaked clothes and not sure if I've showered, just trying to get through another day. and. That that person just sees out of the corner of their eye, the title of the book, because that is what, as you said, I want people to understand that. Of course, I'm a, I'm a therapist. I, I deal with trauma. We deal with pain. There is pain, but there is also opportunity. And I don't want anyone to feel like your life is over because it is so far from being over. In fact, I would, I would want to say, and I talk about this in the book, fighting for a relationship that isn't working. That is, the, you know, ends your life. Not finally either accepting you want something different or accepting that your partner wants something different. That is living in reality. That is the first step, right, of moving into what we want next. We were just talking about this with COVID. You know, while there has been so much grief and so much pain and so much suffering my favorite phrase, the golden and there has also been an opportunity for people to get really straight on what matters to them. It's like, we can't pretend it's kind of like a divorce. Like we can't pretend that we're getting along and this marriage is going well. Like we kind of have, we have to either accept it and move forward or deny it and stay stuck. Right. Right. And so a lot of us with COVID are thinking, oh, wow, that wasn't working. What was working for me before. And I have this choice. Do I step into this situation a little scared but but know that things have to be different or do I keep doing what I used to do and that's that's a t- challenging moment for p- people but you and I and again the thousands of people we've worked with are testaments to the fact that, that that um discomfort is actually the sign of like a I like to use this word like a juicy new experience something juicy and exciting and wonderful is coming So don't don't think that the fear of getting a divorce or the pain of it is somehow um, something that should hold you back from it. What if you saw that as a sign that you're about to leap into something amazing?
0: Right, and it can be hard to see at that moment in time. And and you were talking about this difficult choice that you, you hit a moment in life where it's either stay in this stuck place or leap into that unknown and you you went through that and and you tell the story of that moment and I just wonder if you would share that because I think that will really it touches me every time I read it in the book Um, Mm -hmm. I saw it again on the website today and I was just like wow you know it's that I remember that moment for me as well so but yours is very eloquently put so if you would share that
1: yeah sure um so I separated from, well, I, I was taught by my therapist actually to say this appropriately. So I kicked my ex-husband out. And we didn't separate. It was a, it was something I had to do due to his alcoholism at the time. And so I took that very brave move, which is why she has me kind of switch my words because words do impact how we feel. Um, and I had so many stories about what he had gone through because of. His- his disease and what had happened with our family. And um, I, I could tell them for days. I mean, I could just tell them for days to people. And I remember sitting in the playground one day and, um, someone asked me, oh, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen the kid's dad. Like, where is he? And I, um, just decided to regale them with all of these horror stories. And I noticed as I was telling them that I felt, you know, vindicated and excited. Like I was putting on a show, they were tearing up, you know, they were getting emotional. And then, it, then it, I finished the stories and it was over and I felt like crap. And I thought, wait a minute. I just, that was me in the story. Like I wasn't telling, I wasn't telling you a story in a book. That was my life. And I realized in that moment that I had a choice. I could either continue for the rest of my life telling those stories and they, they were real and they were hard and they're dramatic or I could figure out how the hell did I get here and how do I make sure that that doesn't happen to me again? And in that moment, I just had this tenderness to myself of instead of like telling these horrible stories in in a way, kind of belittling myself a little bit, I was going to switch that over to being compassionate to myself and gently lovingly figure out how, how did we get here and how do I prevent that from happening again? And, you know, when I say, how did I get here? You know, what did I do? I've shared with you and um, Ben and Kate on the podcast, the the live stream. Live that stream. We do. Yeah, that's so wonderful that, you know, I, I realized, you know, I was on my hands and knees begging my ex-husband to stop drinking. I was, I was on my hands and knees. And so at that moment, I thought to myself, okay, he has a disease, but who's lost their mind? I'm a grown-ass woman on the ground. And so I had to figure out how how did that all happen? And it wasn't all because he was drinking, right? It, that, that's, that would have been an easy way to say it or because he was, you know, give him a label. There was something going on for me. So I, I gently, very gently, not judgmentally started looking and under trying to understand myself and all of my feelings. And you might be surprised, maybe not if any of you have been in therapy or a therapist listening. Like you'd think as a therapist, I knew. What I was feeling, I did not. <laughs> I had a lot of work to do on myself because I was in the jo- job of taking care of others, not looking at myself. So um, that was really that was really a, a, sh- a moment where I thought, "Wow, I've got to put the focus on myself."
0: Yeah, I remember reading it, and, and you you had the line about you could see your tears because you were on your knees, and you could see your tears hitting the hardwood floor. And it was like, and I just, there's something so just eloquent in that about what that moment of despair, but it's also when the, the switch flips, when, when you, you exactly m- move to the other side of that person, it's yeah. when you change and become the person well, who can point. move forward.
1: That's a good point, Susan, because so many people have said to me, you know, you can't change him. I had been going to, I think I had been going to support groups telling me that I couldn't change him forever. Like I had heard the words, but there was something about that moment where I, you know, was crying and begging him because we had to sleep. Tra- it was because we wanted to sleep train our baby. And I was just like, please don't drink tonight. Please don't drink tonight. We just need to be able to sleep train the baby. And I, I thought, wait a minute, like I've lost it. Like the, I, <clears throat> I, um, and it chokes me up to think about just how, um, disconnected I was from myself that, um, and how desperate I was. And so I know that feeling, um, and it's kind of miraculous that that woman who was sitting on, you know, on the floor begging is sitting here today talking about this book. Um, but I am an example of what you can have after, you know, such a painful experience.
0: Yeah, I am I am too because and that's why so much of your story resonates for me mm-hmm. as well and I think for the people who are listening and you know, one of the one of the most common feedback comments I get from listeners is that they get hope from listening to the episodes or watching the videos because so many of my guests have been through the experience and have been there, have truly, and share it, share that they've been there. And then they see where they are today or where they are at the time of the interview. And I've, I've comment after comment, after Mm. email, after, you know, message Saying thank you for just sharing your own experience because I look at the person you are today. I look at the person you are, Dr. Elizabeth today, and it's hard to imagine you on your knees crying and begging your husband to stop drinking or not drink that night. And, but you can, and you know, you can move beyond that. And it's in that moment when you shift to the other side that you start moving toward the light on the other side of divorce.
1: Exactly. And I want to point something out, which is that this book is about how to transform yourself based on research supported strategies and ones that I use as a therapist and that I use myself. I have shifted deeply. Guess what? He hasn't, but I still have. I want to be very clear. This is not a book about how to get another person to change. This is about how to change you. And how to move and how to be okay with them being exactly who they are. I think there's this expectation. I don't know, Susan, I imagine client, your clients too, you hear this of, you know, I would just be okay if they changed. And right. no, no, we're going to help you be okay. And I tell this miraculous story in the book about how forever I wanted my ex because I kicked him out when we had my kids were like six months and two years. I had forever wanted him to say, thank you for everything you did. I can't believe how much you did. I, I just wanted a lot of gratitude. Never, 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 never. Kind of like standing like, when is this going to happen? When is it going to happen? And I did some work, um, which I talk about in the book. And I, I released a lot of the expectation because um there's a great saying that expectations lead to resentment. So I released those. And about a month later, out of nowhere, he says to me after he, you know, I can't believe how you did. Like, I I remember it was so (laughs) flippant. And I thought, oh, here, of course. Right. And so I, once I did my work, you know, that beautiful thing came, but this is all about you and you, the listener, I want you to know that you are brave enough to go through this. You are brave enough for this to be a transformatively positive experience for you. Because pain, and I talk about this in the book also, and anger, that's not a sign that you're not going to get through it. That's a sign that you're going through it. You're doing it. The feelings are a sign that you're getting through. Yeah.
0: And, And that's such an important part and the fact that it's really the work on yourself. Because I know for me, when I look back at the person that I was in my first marriage, I don't like her. Yeah, She's not someone I really would want to be friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not someone I look back on and I'm proud to have been her. Mm-hmm. But, and you used this phrase earlier, and I think it's an important one, and it's when things changed for me, um, was when I was able to have compassion for her. When mm. I was able to forgive her for being who she was and having her faults mm. And embrace that that's, you know, part of my history. That's part of who I am. And I was able to grow and change from that person. Um, And I would never have done that in that relationship because that relationship was a lot of what made me that person. Hello, listeners. It's Susan, and I'm here to check in with you and say thank you to everyone who has joined us in the Divorce and Beyond Members Only community. I hope you're enjoying all of the benefits of membership Things like the downloadable forms and checklists, the archive of episodes with all of the ads removed, the private and exclusive episodes that I record for you every month, the chance to ask me anything in the Ask Susan Anything forum, and so much more. If you aren't a member yet, it's only $10 a month and you can sign up on the website at www.divorceandbeyondpod.com. So I hope to see you in the members-only community soon. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, the divorce doctor, talking about the launch of her brand new book, Light on the Other Side of Divorce.
1: Both of us have had this similar experience where we both have said I would never have been attracted to my amazing husband now if I hadn't gone through this and done the work. The things that are of unbelievable value to me now were not on my radar, mostly because I didn't value myself.
0: If you are enjoying this episode, check out The Silver Lined Relaunch After Divorce, with CEO and founder, Hilary Caesar,
1: There are so many relaunches that we go through that divorce is one of the most significant, but there's also changing of your career or moving out of a area, right? Into a different area or relaunching after a pandemic. I mean, there's just, you name it, health relaunches. I'm, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And
0: now we return to today's show. When you're able to make that, you know, when you can do that work on yourself, I know you are remarried. I am remarried. We are both very happily remarried and can't imagine being, you know, in, in, you know, how you just know a relationship is Mm -hmm. just, this is it. This is going right. to last, right?
1: And we yeah. and we both said both of us have had the similar experience where we both have said I would never have been attracted to my amazing husband now if I hadn't gone through this and done the work. He would I the things that are of an un- unbelievable value to me now were not on my radar, mostly because I didn't value myself. Mhm. I valued yeah. myself as much as my previous relationship gave me. I mean, that's the truth. I would like to tell you that I, you know, felt like I deserved better and he just kind of, you know, screwed me over. The truth is I I didn't think I deserved better. So I I really got what I thought I deserved. And so that's what I, I want people to know that there's so much room to grow and, and heal and process so that you can have this, you know, great, if you choose a great deep love with another person. And more importantly, with yourself, finally, because most people listening here, um, this is my experience, you know, have spent so long trying to keep a relationship going. You know, divorce doesn't happen overnight. We've done, we, you and I've talked about this, like you twist yourself into a pretzel. You, I, I was on the floor. You do all these things, right?
0: Yeah, I was just, yeah. And, I mean, you, you yeah. will go through like gymnastics to try, to try and make it work.
1: Right. And so... You need to heal from that also. That's the other piece, is what you've been sacrificing, what behaviors you've been engaging in to keep something going. Again, beautiful survival mechanism behaviors, but you don't need them anymore. And sometimes we don't know we don't need them anymore and we're holding on to them. And so there's so much, I mean, there's so much to heal um, if you're willing
0: and and you know if if you need some insight into wanting to be willing that that's also what's in the book that's also yes. the stories you share your stories and you share stories that are that are from your clients you know sort of journeys through this as well um which i always yeah. i i love personal experience stories um even if they're, you know, I, I use them as well in things that I write. And of course, as an attorney, I, I have to change the names to protect yeah. my client's confidentiality. Um, and I change some of the facts, but the underlying root of the lesson that I'm trying to, to, sh- or the, the point that I'm trying to share is, is always, I think, just much more poignant and much more effective when you see it because you can connect with what other people Are doing or going through. And you do that beautifully. What I really love.
1: Oh, thank you. What I really love that I had the opportunity to do in this book is combine personal stories, um, client stories, and then do what I love best, which is to give assignments. I have a lot of journal exercises. I have a lot of actual, like, what to do. You know, for example, a lot of people say, well, you gotta, you know, we were talking about compassionate or have better self-care, like what does that even look like? Right. And so I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist. So I'm all about like, why don't you try this? Here are some forms, fill these out. And so I think it's important for people to know that this book is, is reflective and active. It's both.
0: <laughs> right. You're not just right? going to sit down in a corner with your t- cup of tea, although part of the book can be that way, but there is actual yeah. Work to be done and, and I'll call it that work. But the other thing that's fantastic about it is you, you just said you're a cognitive behavioral therapist. So there is CBT in the book, but you also bring in other modalities, therapeutic modalities, and we all learn in different ways. We all, re- re- different things resonate with us. And so there's so much, so many different options in your book that, you know, there, there's exercises and things that might you know, might work better for you, you have options and things that you can try. And I think there's a great deal to be learned from that.
1: Thank you. And I also have a whole section in the beginning. If you're, think- if you're listening to us and you're thinking, nah, this is not for me. Like my divorce is so, you know, high conflict is a label people give, or I'm divorcing a narcissist, Yeah, you know, narcissist labels are, right? Like this book won't work for that, right? So I have a whole section in the beginning about what I call the yeah, yeah, yeah voice that I want you to look out for that that's a voice that we have of, oh no, this isn't going to work for me or my situation's too bad. That's a way, that is a cognitive error that keeps you from healing. And not to say your situation isn't bad, but what about the golden ant? My situation is bad and I can heal. Don't ever give up on yourself because the 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 minute you give up on yourself, I can tell you what it's going to look like, misery. But if you believe that something can help you move through even just a molecule, just a molecule of change, then you'll have the change. So I, I think people, I want people to believe in themselves enough to just pick up the book and give it a possibility. You know, not a present to be probable that this book is going to help, but maybe this book is going to help. That is a huge step for you because that's a, a moment of believing in yourself. And believing that something could be different. I have a chapter in there about believing in your ability to heal, where I do this whole visualization about, you know, imagining something different. We've talked about this. You get so stuck and think this is your life forever. And it, I mean, even in people who, you know, you hear stories, long, you know, long divorce, seven years. I mean, okay, yeah. that's long, but you're hopefully you live for 90. So like, it's still not that long. You're right. You're going to have time after
0: this i i say it all the time because there's something about the divorce process because it's so consuming mm-hmm. um because it threatens our time with our children it threatens our finances it th- you know it threatens our version i mean even our version of ourselves so many of us are somebody said it earlier today in a a uh, clubhouse that i was doing you know some people are very tied to being a wife or a yes. husband they see themselves in that identity or being a the caretaker or being the breadwinner or just mm-hmm. being a part of a couple and so your identity is shaken by the ending of this relationship yes. um and so i think that there's uh, for people that fear that, that that engenders, that loss, that grief that that engenders is so all-encompassing that divorce starts to feel like it's going to be forever. Uh, but it's not. Yeah. It, will, it will end. It may take a while, but it will end. And part of what I... I and people are not going to want to hear this. But very often, <laughs> part of what is slowing the divorce down is you. Yep.
1: And, and I think the things that I talk about in this book help you speed it along. Like we, this is why you and I love working together because if, you know, your experience and, you know, as a mediator, like, you know, and I know that the people can have a better experience with you and your process if they do some of this work, like save thousands of dollars. Like we just know it to be true. And I know it feels better sometimes. I mean, this is why I wrote the righteous anger chapter. I know it feels better to go be angry and to try to go after somebody because that is a natural fight response from a trauma of divorce, but it doesn't, it doesn't help you process your anger at all, which you need to do. And it really does prolong things because nobody likes to be attacked. They're going to attack back. 100% or stick their feet in the mud. I mean like that. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, I get it. I I tell a story in the book about like I wanted to I used to go to family court in New York and I would want I'd hear some of the, you know, the door would open when the bailiff would come and you'd hear some screaming of some per usually a <laughs> woman at a, at someone. And I think, "Oh my god, I want to do that. I want to do that." Like that's how exactly how I feel and my lawyer would put her very lovely hand on my knee and just say, "Take a deep breath." I get it. Like you want to rage. That that anger is there. Um, and it's very hard to hold it in unless you have another place like in the ex- exercise I talked about in the book to process that anger. I didn't have to do that there because I had my kickboxing class or I had my therapist or I you know I knew what to do with my anger instead of taking it out on my ex in court and the judge witnessing me. yeah
0: and everyone else who happens to be in court that day I took up exactly. boxing lessons and would beat the crap out of my boxing coach so and thank uh, God he was a huge ex fighter he was an ex ex uh, heavyweight fighter, so he 'd just hold his hands up and i 'd punch at those little things right. as hard as I could it didn 't even move his hands, right. but i
1: I was getting it out it's really important because our body holds that energy and so someone just wrote me recently and said like you know one of the things they really loved about my book was that i i mentioned kickboxing and punching and they said that you know i have a bag that i ordered and that is just that's my go to whenever i have a lawyer meeting or anything like that and it's it's and and that's a great example of taking care of yourself so that you can show up in a way That you can be more successful. So without having to go into all the brain dynamics, essentially when your emotional part of your brain, your amygdala is flooded with cortisol, you have a really difficult time using your frontal cortex or the rational part of your brain. So if you're going into court, if you're going into mediation, if you're going into a financial planning meeting and your amygdala is too high or too emotional, You're, you're going to make poor decisions. Not even that you're going to just yell and do some, but you're actually, if someone gives you a good, um, agreement, you're not going to see it as a good agreement.
0: You don't, I, I think that's such a significant factor. I I learned that practicing for 31 years in this field. And I learned that on one of my podcast episodes when I had Dr. Anna Kabeka on, who's mm-hmm. a specialist in hormones and the, mm-hmm. the reaction. And it's when we're angry and we're emitting cortisol and all of those anger and fear flight, fight or flight mm-hmm. emotions, we literally cannot think clearly we cannot do it. It is not that, oh, I'm just upset. And so I can't think you can't think exactly. clearly.
1: Exactly. And, and we, I think, especially I want to say, you know, for women where there's more shame about anger, I think there's a very common experience that my clients talk about where you get angry and then you feel so embarrassed about it. So then you like agree to something because you feel so embarrassed that you just, and you you don't have the rational ability to make smart decisions. So um, processing your feelings, understanding your feelings, kind of mapping out your your recovery process of divorce, which is what this book does, is a gift to everybody, all the people who are on your advocacy team, you certainly if you have children, your children, your pets, and your ex. and I just want to say, you know I know you don't want to be with your ex, trust me, I don't want to be with my ex anymore, but there was a point where I did. And, and they're, they're, they're a person. And if you can show up kindly and compassionately, you will get way more than, than you could ever imagine. And how to do that without sublimating your feelings, the only way to do that is to process your feelings, which is what I try to help people do in the book.
0: Well, and very successfully, I, I will say. So I, I know, you know, many people, because it says the light on the other side of divorce, I yeah. don't want people to think this is a book to pick up on the other side of divorce. This is actually best picked up at any point before the, the divorce is uh, the other side of divorce. I know. But most effectively, like day one or before even when you're on your knees crying and begging your exactly. ex to do
1: something. And I would even say for those, yeah, I know. I was thinking about that. Like, it's not just once the ink dries. Like, that's the not the name of the book. the The point is that it's about having hope, hope, hope that through the divorce you will be you will be okay. And even if you're considering divorce, you know, our good friend Kate Anthony, should I stay or should I go? You know, pick up the book, look at the book, really think about. Oh, this is the process I'll have to do if I go. Am I up for this? Do I want to do this? What would that look like? Because I think the should I stay or should I go thing? It's like the go. It's like this. It's like this cliff. You don't know what's there. But if you know that, oh, this is the recovery program I would do to move through it, the healing. Okay. Then maybe I, I could do that. So I, I think it's at all stages. People also ask me like, I've been divorced for a long time. Do I, would it be helpful? I mean, I think if you haven't processed these feelings, it's deeply helpful. I mean, I don't think it's ever too soon or too late to learn and heal and grow. And I have done these exercises repeatedly throughout my life, even though in my divorce. I, I tell a story in the book about when COVID happened, um, we decided to leave our apartment in New York City and go to our house in Pennsylvania. Um, Somewhat abruptly, I guess. Yes. I mean, it, it was abrupt. And one of the kids said to me, like, did you tell our dad that we were leaving? And I was like, oops, I forgot. Right? Like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. And so I had to do a lot of work on that um, myself. So, right. Like, so we're, all, we're constantly being faced if you have children and with your, you know, and even if you don't, if you have joint property and joint love that you had once, you know, so it can never, it's, we're always working on these practices. I I work on them still.
0: Oh, I mean, your, your ex will pop up when you least expect it. I can tell you that mine, I, I didn't have children with my ex husband, but we have mutual friends. Mm -hmm. He, he adopted my my university's sports team. So anytime Mm -hmm. they Michigan was just playing in the NCAA and all of a sudden my text was going off because he had adopted my teams. Um, You know, I think that's that's such a significant thing for people to understand. And, you know, when you say that the book can be picked up at any time, I'm now thinking when we get back to the world where I start going back out to public events, what happens when you're a divorce attorney, and maybe this happens for a therapist, when you're a divorce Mm -hmm. attorney and you're at A cocktail party say, and you mentioned that you are a divorce attorney, you will hear everybody in the room divorce story. Mm -hmm. And most of the time it's a divorce story that happened years ago, but people are still in that moment in so many cases. And I'm going to start whipping out your book. I'm going to be like, you know what?
1: (laughs) I've got just the thing for you. Yeah. Here, perfect, my gift to you. Because what I love about the, that that idea is that you know you know from having read the book that by following um, the techniques and by trying and turning the focus on yourself, like you don't have to be stuck like that anymore. Like you now know, which is so cool, and I know this too. Like when you see someone in the in the struggles of divorce, I used to think that's just what it was, but no, 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 you're just not at that amazing place yet. How do we help you get there? Get there for all of you. And I don't want anyone to think my situation is too bad. My ex is too difficult. You, this has nothing to do with your ex. You can get to the light. You absolutely can. All you have to do truly is believe that you're good enough to try. And, and you will get there.
0: And, and that's that story of hope. That's. What the light on the other side of divorce is. And, you know, I, I, that's why the world is a better place as of tomorrow when your book hits the bookshelf. So I am, I'm so excited. I, I do want people. So you and I have some fun this week that's centered around the book. So let's make sure everyone knows about that. Um, this Wednesday, we're doing a fun event with our friends. Um, and the VIPs who sign up are going to get a copy of the book. Do you want to tell people about doing divorce differently?
1: Yeah. So we have this super exciting event coming up. It's a live event on Wednesday from 12 to 6 with the leading experts in divorce and the divorce world. And we're all dedicated to Doing divorce differently. And Susan is our trusted and beloved moderator for the day. And we're going to be covering all aspects of divorce. So we're going to be talking about the financial struggles of it. We're going to be talking about legal parts of it. We're going to be talking about co-parenting. We're going to, I'm going to be talking about the emotional healing of it. We're really going to give you a comprehensive kind of boot camp, if you want to think of it, to help you see, as we're talking about that divorce does not have to be, you don't have to sludge through it. You can actually thrive through it. And we have amazing opportunities. Um, Susan mentioned that there's a VIP option and there you get an amazing basket of, um, wonderful books. What my book in there. There's some, um, books by our friend Ben and all and our, and, um, Ashley Nicole, who's a wonderful, um, lawyer. And then also you get, if you get the VIP, you get to have a hour lunch with us, bring your own lunch. Over Zoom and really get one-on-ones with us in more intimate way. So I'm super excited about that. And then the next day we're talking. It's six thirty Eastern time. Shakespeare and Company, which is a wonderful independent bookstore in New York City, where I have to say I spent my childhood reading books oh, there. Um, so it's a very special place for me. Susan and I will be doing a book launch, um, book opening for. The book, and we'll be talking there about ways that we can, um, how to heal yourself to make the whole experience of me of mediation better. And I'll be reading parts of the book. And I really hope you can join and, and support the small bookstores because, especially after COVID, they've really been, been struggling so much. So it's going to be an amazing week. And as Susan mentioned, if you go to my website now, you can get enrolled in three free workshops. One on living at in the afterglow, which is after divorce, one on co-parenting and one on dating again. Oh, and I forgot to mention. So uh, let, Bella, yeah, Bella, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we have the most amazing keynote speaker, which is, um, who's going to, who the, Bella, who's in charge of the smart dating academy, who has been on your podcast and is just, I mean, the best. She's like, and she's Bella one number, and she's amazing. So she'll be doing the keynote. So we're talking about dating too. There's so much packed into that. Six hours—I can't even tell you. So I'm sure Susan will have links, but I'm so excited um, to do all those events with you.
0: Yeah, this this is a pretty great week. I'm pretty excited
1: yeah. for this week. So it's a and changing that's, week. It's going to change yeah. the way we look at things. I hope.
0: It is. And anytime we all get to do something, I mean, the thing that I love so much about the doing divorce differently event is that, you know, we are bringing together. You talked earlier about doing the book with the support of your doing divorce differently community. I mean, these are, these are our people. These are all professionals dedicated. We, we spend our days trying to change the face of divorce. And I mean, yeah. we just have, you know, it's Michelle Dempsey-Multak, um, Ben Heldfond from Our Happy Divorce. It's um, Ashley Nicole Russell, who's one of the leading collaborative attorneys in the country. Our own Dr. Elizabeth. I am there as the moderator. Somebody said to me, oh, Susan, we want you to moderate. You're so good at it. And I'm like, when you sit down with five of your best friends and have conversations, (laughs) I don't know that you're going to call me a genius moderator, but I'll take it. Um, And then icing on the cake anytime Bella Gandhi is in the virtual room or someday hopefully in the real room uh, it's a better world and then I I do want people to know the Shakespeare and Company event is also virtual so I can drop links into there will be links in the um, in the show notes so that people can access both of those events you can also um, register for doing divorce differently at Um, doingdivorcedifferently.com and uh, it's just going to be a wonderful wonderful week do me a favor everyone when you get your copy of the book, take a picture and post it on Instagram. And we're going to be reposting all of your pictures with Dr. Elizabeth's book um, on the Divorce and Beyond Instagram feed. So you can get yourself on the Instagram feed and in our story. So everybody take a picture of yourself with the light on the other side of divorce. Let us know what you think. Let us know how it helps you find the light on the other side of divorce. And number one thing you can always do for authors, go to Amazon and leave a five-star review it is the number one thing you can do to help authors besides buying the book but do that go give dr elizabeth a five-star absolutely so i am so happy for you and i'm so happy for the world that the light uh, light on the other side of divorce is here for everyone thank you so much dr elizabeth
1: thank you so much susan i'm so happy to have been here
0: Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond Podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.